0: Welcome to Sew and So, brought to you by Bernina, made to create. I'm Meg Goodman, and you're about to enjoy a casual conversation with a special member of the Sewist and Quilting community. A conversation about how they got started, what inspires them, what excites them, and their connection to this community. Our guest today is Michelle Morris, editor-in-chief of the fashion, sewing, and DIY blog, That Black Chick. Platform on which she shares her handmade fashions, sewing tips, reviews, and tutorials. She's also the editor of Sewn Magazine, the first sewing magazine dedicated to showcasing people of color. Originally from Pennsylvania, Michelle is a sewing influencer who is known for her loud and unusual prints and the ability to mix and match, and she's also known for working with denim. Her clothes, often modeled by her daughter, Maury, have been featured in magazines and blogs. She's penned monthly posts for Fabric Mart Fabrics and has been a pattern tester for Closet Case, Straight Stitch, Blue Dot, Style Sew Me, and Nina Rammel Patterns. Michelle was a brand ambassador for Bernina and since 2018 has done the same for Husqvarna Viking. In 2017, she founded Sewn Magazine. The multicultural magazine as a space to showcase makers and artists of all colors. Hi Michelle and welcome to sew and so. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Meg. Oh, this is great. You are accomplished, you are busy, and um, you you sew, so you you've made a career out of something that you love. And it's it's interesting because your your first introduction to sewing with a machine, you were in 7th grade home ec class. Uh, and you were really ambitious because your first project was a pair of pleated pants. Most people make pillowcases, right? You make pleated <laughs> absolutely, pants. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and you said, and I quote you, they turned out fabulous and I was hooked. So tell us about this and, and along the way, who are your influencers as you learn to sew?
1: Absolutely. Um, so like I, like you said, home economics was the first time that I was introduced to a sewing machine. And with it, my first project was a pair of pleated pants. But before that, I, I did sew by hand. Um, it was more of a out of necessity than, you know, just for fashion. Because I was refashioning before refashioning became a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Before <laughs> it was fashionable. We
1: absolutely. <laughs> we didn't have any money. So I was always doing something to secondhand clothes or my own clothes to make them, you know, what I thought would be acceptable with my schoolmates while I was going to school. So that's what got me into the creative mood and then when i learned how to sew on a sewing machine it was like you couldn't tell me nothing so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how i started sewing and then um in high school i went to tech school and in tech school we had fashion design so there was another outlet for me to get creative um they taught us from sketching we um i dabbled in um pattern making mm-hmm. um did a few wedding dresses. And then after that, I went into tailoring and things like that. But um yeah, so I had a long history of sewing. And then I stopped for a lot of years because, you know, family and life happened. And then back in 2013 is when I jumped back into sewing. Um, And it was a, it was a rude awakening, I think, <laughs> because it was a lot of things going on that I didn't know about when I was in sewing. Um, especially like how expensive patterns were, mm-hmm. that was amazing. So um, that's how I got back into fashion, um, into sewing.
0: So uh, along the way, did you have family members that sew? Did you have um, other influencers that kind of guided your, your learning?
1: I didn't actually have any family members like my mom didn't sew my grandmother didn't sew so I didn't actually have anyone in my family that i looked up to for sewing so mm-hmm. it was clearly when I was in school it was my home economics teacher who, like she really just took me under her wings when I you know when I learned how to sew because we used to go over her house and sew and then from that on, from then on it was basically my teachers I think um that were my sewing influences when I was growing up and learning.
0: So why, why do you sew? Why do you sew now? What is it about this um, that is so attractive to you?
1: (laughs) You know, I get, I hesitate to answer this question sometimes because I hear a lot of people say like sewing is my therapy and I get it, but Mm -hmm. it totally is not my therapy (laughs) because sometimes, I get so frustrated, but the reason I sew is because it amazes me how I can, I have the ability to take my hand, use my hands and make something that is, um, that is wearable piece of art. Like Mm -hmm. that amazes me. And the fact that I can do that, I love the outcome the process. eh, I can do without, (laughs) but, (laughs) but the fact that, you know, I can do that. That's, that's exactly why I create.
0: You have a background in art and fashion design. How does the the art influence your fashion design?
1: I think art always, from day one when I was doing it, art was always always artistic. So it always influenced my um, fashion design because I think sometimes I even used to think my things were too artsy to be worn, (laughs) you know, like, Mm -hmm. uh, here's me, I'm like a graphic print, I'm sewing big letters on things, I'm making things that, you know, are not commonly worn. But so I look at all the the things that I create as art more than wearable, like, you won't go on my blog, and you won't see everyday clothes, I, Mm -hmm. I rarely make everyday clothes. And so my things are a little maybe obnoxious to some people, (laughs) um (laughs) well you make art (laughs) yeah exactly so that's the that that's totally the way I've always looked at sewing for me and creating um clothing is like I'm creating art so I I like you know the I don't the more outlandish you know some things I just try and I'm like it's never like it's it's not planned always Mm -hmm. and sometimes I just take things and I do things and I just want to see reactions so You know, so I'm always, always, always willing to talk about my artwork, my clothing, whether you like it or not, but I'm always willing to, you know, talk about it.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and in 2017, now now you're busy creating, you got back into sewing after being Mm -hmm. out of it for a while. Um, And then you founded Sewn Magazine. So you took on this huge endeavor. Yeah. Tell us about the story about how you got started and how it's evolved. How did you get interested and what did you do?
1: All right. So, it, it it's funny because one I wasn't a person who buys sewing magazines and to be honest with you I still don't. Like I have to go past a magazine that catches my eye on the cover in order for me to buy it. And that's how I bought my magazine. So it wasn't always, you know, I was every month I'm buying a sewing magazine. So, um, but one time I was in the store and I had picked up a magazine and I did purchase the magazine and I'm looking through the magazine and I'm looking and I'm like, okay, so something hit me. I don't even know what it was. I'm looking at the page of the contributors and I'm like all right, there's no one of color in here. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So the next time I was in the store, and I picked up a different magazine and I was looking at it and then then it got me, I'm like, so next thing I know, I'm like buying all these magazines. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I went from like a low price point to a high price point so that I could get a good gauge of what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. And in all, in the 12 magazines that I purchased, like I found like it was I believe it was like two people of color and neither one of them was black and I was amazed because in this sewing community that I found I'm like there are a lot of us out there there are a lot of people creating there are a lot of people of color creating and I just couldn't figure out why they weren't in these magazines and then I was like I've always wanted to do something with uh magazine, like fashion, <laughs> like print. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is this is what I'm going to do. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. So I started surveys. Um, I wrote up a, a small business plan and everything. And I did all the work that I needed to do. And I tried to make, I gave myself a deadline that year that I was by the end of the year I was going to you know make that make that happen mm-hmm. and so that is exactly what happened to make so <laughs> magazine happen um that was that was where I was at and I was you know I was like I got to do this I got to do this and I'm so happy that I did it's a lot of work it is a lot of work yeah. but uh-huh. it's definitely something that I'm so proud of that I accomplished and that is still going
0: so so you've been doing this for five years now, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's going strong. Um, talk more, Michelle, about what the magazine represents and some of your most popular features.
1: So what we – my magazine is a little – it's a little bit different than other magazines out there because I'm, like, uh, focusing on showcasing makers that are out there, everyday makers that are out there. So some people you might know from the sewing community, some people you may not know – and my skill levels are all different levels um, of you know of sewing. Like I've had some people who were beginners, I've had some people who are advanced, and I have some people you know some of the popular sewists out there. But basically, what I want to do is give them an opportunity to show their work in the best possible way that we can um, in our magazine. And our magazine is based on a fashion spread. So Mm -hmm. I I don't want you to open my magazine and see like old study, boring stuff. That's not what I'm about. (laughs) Like Uh It it is a fashion um, magazine. So we try to present the projects like that. So we showcase makers that you Mm -hmm. may know. We feature some people from the sewing community. We interview well-known makers, um, some designers. We've had Mm -hmm. Um, three people from Project Runway um, that we've interviewed and published in our magazines. Um, But one of the two, uh, I'll say two of the best or the most well-received magazine issues that we put out is um, February 21, 2021, I did an all black issue where all the makers and contributors and everything in the magazine was made with black. Um, that was very well received. Um, that was my most popular one. And then in 2020, we did an issue where we featured men makers. That was uh, one of our
0: mm-hmm. big, biggest magazines that we
1: sold as well. So,
0: and and do you do do you have a, a team that works on this with you? Do you do it all yourself?
1: I'm doing a lot of it, but we do have it. I do have a small team. Um, Maury, the girl the you know, my daughter, that's in my blog that you see her all. Yes. She's and like my model, right hand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. She's like my right hand, but we do have other people that we, ha- we have on our team. I have a, a steady sewist, a seamstress, I'm sorry. A seamstress that we use for some of the projects that we make and put in the magazine. And then we have a, like, I have a rotating smaller team of people that do help. But for the most part, I am doing the bulk of the work for the magazine.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, in, in addition to that, you've got your blog, That Black Chick. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this.
1: <laughs> that Black Chick, that <laughs> blog, that's the blog that I started right when I I think um, I started the blog when I was sewing. But I, when I first started the blog, I, start, I actually started it because I found a way. I didn't really know much about blogs at the time, but when I did find them, I was like, this is a way that I can put my pictures online and show everybody Mm -hmm. because I'm a serial picture taker. I don't think I don't, I'm not a professional photographer, but I take a lot of pictures and I was like, wow, on this platform, I can share my pictures. And I was like all about it. So that's initially why I started the blog. Mm -hmm. And then when I did jump back into the sewing, I um, started with a project for myself, which I didn't put on the blog. Um, and then my next project, I made uh my daughter Maury a pair of pants with an owl print. And it was funny because when I went to buy the the print, the fabric, you know, how they ask you, oh, what are you gonna make with this? I was like, I'm gonna make a pair of pants. And they were like, pants? And I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna make a pair of pants for these owls. So <laughs> so I made those pants and I said, Oh, I'll put these on the blog. And when I put those on the blog, they were well received. And I was like, Oh. Huh. I was like, oh, people are liking this sewing stuff better than just my regular pictures. So <laughs> that's that is actually how it turned into a sewing blog. So after that, I would do you know make more little things and put them on the blog, and that's totally how it started.
0: Now you're you're super creative, um, you know, and and I, I'd recommend to our our listeners to please check out the blog. What inspires you, Michelle? How do you come up with these ideas?
1: I get. I get stagnant sometimes just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. But um, I think what I try to do is when I create an item and it's funny because on this platform, if you're a blogger on this platform, you have the ability to share with so many people. And because you're sharing with so many people, you get different responses from different people. And it's things that I'm thinking that I'm like, ah, nobody's going to like this. And I put it up there. And then it's like, oh my goodness, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, I didn't even want to put this up there. So I think putting that, putting my projects out there and just up, not, not that I'm competing with anyone else. I'm pretty much competing with myself as, to, as far as what did I put up the last time? Mm -hmm. Um, how can I change this or, you know, so I'm motivated from my own projects and trying to make something unique, you know, either from something that I did before or something that I find, I might find something and then say, okay, I'm going to make this into something. So it's really, I try to, I don't know. I just think, um. I think everything motivates me, but I'm more motivated by to up my last project, I will say.
0: Mm-hmm. So so your mission statement, which is interesting, is, and I quote, to help you imagine, create, and share beautiful things. Mm-hmm. How do you put this into action?
1: Well, I'm a people watcher, so <laughs> I watch things. And for someone who is who has been um, watching so many people and learning different things about that, I think just watching your surroundings is enough to, well, at least for me, it's enough for me to motivate me to do things or imagine something. And if you're a sewist or just an artist, period, and you can see something and you can imagine it, I just say, just give it a try. It doesn't matter if it doesn't come out correctly the first time because, hello, Half of my stuff that you don't see, (laughs) I've redone, I may have done that thing like two or three times before you actually see it because I want to make it the best that I can be. But I just say, take it from anything around you. And just, if you just want, you know, be inspired and just give it a try. It's just the actual trying and doing, because I know a lot of people say, oh, I can't, I couldn't do that. Or if they see something I made, I'm like, "Uh, yes, you can. Yes,
0: you can. Mm-hmm. You just got to get in there and give it a try. And and for you, it's it's not about the journey; it's about the the finished piece. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but but you, I I've heard this from so many of our guests that people are afraid or they want it to be perfect, mm-hmm. and there really is no such thing. Perfect is how you see it, right?
1: I, I absolutely agree with that, and I understand that. Do people do want to make it perfect? I just want to make it the best that I can make it. I don't know if that's perfect or not, but it's the best that I can make it. Um, Like I tell people when I'm doing tutorials and things like that, um, when I'm showing you to do something, there's always going to be a way that you that I do something that, you know what? I'll look at it again and say, you know what? I could have done that this way or I could have done it that way. Or later on, if I try to do it again, I'll learn to do it another way. So there's not always one single way to do things. And I'm just, you know, just, just do it and you'll get better at it. And you can, you know, you don't have to follow the way that someone else does it. They can just give you an idea of how you could, you know, could create this item.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, now you've talked about two um, demographics of sewists um, that are often ignored, overlooked, uh, and that is uh, males and makers of color. and you are are inspirational, you bring these demographics to the forefront and celebrate them. What words of encouragement do you have? What what do you want um makers of color and men to know about sewing?
1: Makers of color, it's <clears throat> excuse me. Uh the thing that I want to say to them is that just because you're not um I don't want to say glorified is we see you you're out there, Mm -hmm. do, do what you're doing, do it big and just, just share, you know, just don't be, you know, in the, in the background, you know, there are a lot of people that are afraid to reach out to afraid to do things. I just say, just go ahead and do it and, you know, do it to your best ability. And, you know, we're out Mm -hmm. there, we're watching, we're watching. And the men I'm getting, I'm, I'm seeing them more and more every day. So they they found their niche. They're coming. I'm seeing them more and more. I don't know why I didn't see them as much, but I'm starting to see them more. Mm-hmm. And like Julian's a great example. I know he has a Facebook group and I, learn, like, I go on there just to meet the guys. <laughs> like, you know.
0: but yeah. And that's Julian Collins yes. that, that we're talking Absolutely. about, right? Who has been on this podcast Absolutely. and he is an incredible soloist.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I'm starting to see them more and more. But yeah, so them same thing to them. Do your thing. I mean, show your work. Um, don't, you know, people are afraid to share. Share. Mm-hmm. Share. Because we can't we don't know you're out there if you're not sharing.
0: Michelle, you've got a lot going on. What's next for you and what's your dream?
1: Wow. That's a big question. What's big next questions. for me?
0: We ask big questions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's next for me? Well. What's next for me is, well, I'll say what's next for the projects that I'm working on with the magazine. Like I hope that I can continue to produce um, a quality magazine that people are wanting to buy and um, that it still, you know, holds its, holds up. It holds its own weight, I should say, you know, so that we mm-hmm. can keep going with that. Um so Cause I love doing it, even though it's a hard, it's a hard job to do. I still do love the magazine and my blog, my blog has suffered because of the magazine. I will admit that.
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and I'm Only so many hours. <laughs> absolutely. Right. So, um, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still going to try to maintain the blog and I'm going to try to dedicate more time to the blog. Because it's been, you know, I've been, I've been mistreating my baby, but, you know, I'm going to try to get back on track with that.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll look forward to that. Um, so we've talked about a lot of things. Is there a question I didn't ask you that you wish I had? Um,
1: no, I think, I think we've touched everything.
0: Well, your, your blog and your magazine are amazing. and. Thank you. I'm sure our listeners would like to reach out to you to see the magazine, to to check out your blog and probably get in touch with you, reach out to you. So what's the best way for them to do that?
1: The best way you can reach me is to contact me via email at Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, at thatblackchick.com. That's the easiest way. And I do. Ha- I, I, I Look, we're always looking for people to feature in the magazine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we're always looking for um, new people to interview, new people to feature, sewists to recommend, um, anything, any ideals. Uh, if you feel like you want to be a part of the magazine, you want to be featured in the magazine, you can absolutely send us an email because we're looking for any and everybody who can create a quality garment um, and we're willing to feature you know people in the magazine as long as your work is interesting and on point we definitely have a spot for you
0: well that door's open now so to people listening reach out to Michelle tell her you heard this on on the podcast uh, and you could potentially be in Sewn Magazine. That's awesome. Absolutely, yeah. Michelle, this has been a wonderful conversation. I want to thank you for sharing your story with us today. All right. Thank you for
1: having me, Meg. It was fun.
0: Well, there you have it. Another story about someone just like you, someone for whom sewing and quilting is so much more than a hobby. It's a way of life and a connection to something bigger. If you know someone you think has an outstanding story, a story that should be shared on this podcast, please drop me a note to info at soandsopodcast.com or just complete the form on our website. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform and visit our website soandsopodcast.com for more information about today's and all of our guests. That's S-E-W-A-N-D-S-O podcast.com. And finally, I want to thank Bernina for making this program possible. I'm Meg Goodman, and I look forward to you joining us next time on So-and-So.